And so it is that we continue with this beautiful energy and the newness of today, the launching and the celebration of creative endeavors, the soon-to-be opening of the House of Awakening, where so many of you have used your experiences, your wisdom to help create this place where the humans who are opening up now can come. And when they come there, they will learn that time is the suitcase of the past. For time creates a very linear and very structured type of pattern that gets humans into believing that they are their past. You are no more your past than you are a house that you used to live in. You lived there once, you experienced it once, but you're not there anymore. That was a time ago. When the awakening human understands that they can be released or release themselves from the past, when they can live in this now moment, it clears the future paths that they might take. It clears the directions they might have taken in going forward. It opens up new potentials. Many humans will insist that they are their past. That is what has made them who they are. They will insist that they're nothing but the compilation of their past. But in the awakening process, you learn that you only are who you choose to be today. And with that, it's going to be very interesting, your questions today. <laughs> Begin. Okay. This will be short, I think. This is going to be mine. Okay, since eight years ago, you know, you kind of said stand behind this short wall. It's just consciousness. And it didn't seem like such great advice at the time because, you know, you're supposed to vote. But in hindsight... <laughs> Clearly it was because we saw what consciousness was reflected and it is sort of embarrassing. Now, we see hope for consciousness and we see some hope in those potentials. Why not vote for consciousness? <laughs> when we talked about standing behind the short wall, it wasn't just in reference to voting. It was in reference to yourself more than anything. It was in reference to getting caught up in mass consciousness and it was talking about being the spectator. In being the spectator, you can actually watch how things are created. I love the short wall. <laughs> but you're not there very often. And <laughs> <laughs> nice, thanks. <laughs> We're not saying to any human you have to be there the whole time, but there is a time to stand back to watch how creation actually works to watch how mass consciousness is, is, like a, is like a river with a very strong current and a very strong undertow, and you can get caught in it. So what we are saying is that by standing behind the short wall, even in this election, if you choose, you're going to watch how, how humans, they get so caught up in drama. These elections are rarely about making a, a wise and conscious choice. It's about... Who can create the most drama? I just want to make a little mark on a ballot. <laughs> Certainly, this is not a rule. Certainly, there was a suggestion in the past. But now, 
choose as you would. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I want to ask you more personal questions. <clears throat> Could you please provide some further clarity regarding the karmic relationship I had with my husband who just transitioned? Why was it so challenging? Why did he choose to go, and how is he doing now? He asked me to dreamwalk him, and I'm not really sure where we're at with it. Mm. Yesterday, I was ready to throw him off the bridge. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks to the mess he's left me. Would it be best for me to discontinue the dream walk and to hand it over to someone more compassionate and less connected? Thank you for any insights at this time. Indeed. And since um, this letter was written, uh, you've learned by now that the dream walk has been discontinued because he doesn't want to go uh, across the Bridge of Flowers. There's too much um, energy keeping him in the near-earth realms. Um, concerns for you. Um, some of your, how to say, interesting um, feelings about him and um, are keeping him uh, closer. So uh, let's let that dream walk go, disconnect from it, and uh, understand he's going to be hanging around for a while. Um, there, as you already answered in your own question, there's a long karmic history, a long, uh, very, very long history that goes back to the angelic family level but a lot of history here on earth. It presents you with an interesting question. And what you are really asking, is it, uh, what you're truly asking here, underneath all the words, is it appropriate to let go of him once and for all, whether he is dead or alive? Is it appropriate to disconnect and to say, we've had many adventures together, I've loved you dearly, I've hated you miserably, but... <laughs> Is it appropriate to absolutely let go? No, it's a difficult question. Difficult because there is an interesting sense of guilt and conscious, uh, being uh, conscious about things that all of you have. What happens if I let go of my mother who passed away? Not my mother, your mother. What happens if, if I let go of my children energetically? What happens if I let go of my job? What happens if I let go of this old human condition that I've lived with so very long within myself? Excellent questions. What happens if you let go? Do you fall into an abyss? Do you become nothing? Or do you discover freedom? For that I cannot answer the question for you. But I can empathize with the, the certain anxiety that you have, the reluctance, even the guilt you have about letting go of others. But let's take a look at it this way. Energetically, so many of you have been very connected to your children and still are. What happens when you let go? Are you being an irresponsible parent? Are they going to stop living? Are they going to fall off? the cliff, because you've let them go? Absolutely not. You are granting them a divine freedom. When you let them go, it liberates both of you, not just them. It liberates these old energy connections that you've had. Now you are free. Now you are sovereign and independent. Does it not make sense as a wise spiritual being that a new relationship can be created on a different level, a free level, 
on a level that you can truly call love, not karma. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> is this working? Oh, oh okay. Um, well, I'm from California, so I might say totally. <laughs> but, um, no, you were totally um, in our movie. What did you think of that? And I have another question. Totally um, different. I recently found a, a singer who's amazing on YouTube. I'm now managing her. Can you give me um, some guidance to get her mu music out to the world? Because she's great. Mm. I'm going to share a bit of information with you um, offline uh, afterwards um, because of uh, we're dealing with a very uh, young and impressionable one here, so uh, we'll reserve some of that uh, for later. Uh, the movie, I'm delightful to be a celebrity. <laughs> well, you are the star, you know that. Indeed, indeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you and I have chatted. You want to do a movie just about me? And um, oh, of course although, I do. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, shy for that, but yes, let's do it. And, <laughs> and the life and times of Tobias and Sam. Actually, I jest about that, and, and some of you laugh, but um, there is a, there is a. Um, script being worked on and the uh, other realms. I pop in once in a while, um, but um, I call it the I am Sam script. The ability to, to have a shell body, a biological body. Now, this is going to be written and uh, it goes to a movie uh, done as a fictional story of, um, of uh, several beings on Earth who are, who are both in a, their, their shell body state but they also are in the angelic state and all of the interesting interactions that take place. It will become a very, very popular book and perhaps movie because it's going to help humans to understand how they are multidimensional, how they exist in many levels, how their aspects are still at play, how all of these things are always at work and will explain some of the odd thoughts and behaviors that humans have. So um, it is a delight um, uh, being in the movie, and indeed, uh, um, and very sincerely, uh, adding all of the Shambra energy to this project, for it will open many, many eyes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and could you now say, uh, who killed JFK? <laughs> <laughs> there are even things on this side that uh, we are not allowed to talk about. Right. For the humans wouldn't have any drama if we actually told them whom. Okay, thank you. Totally, thanks. <laughs> I've been going through a big transition for almost a year now. There have been some rough patches that are very dark and difficult. Any words of wisdom for these rough times? Uh, further hypnotherapy, a helpful option? Also, any comments on the direction I'm going in with my teaching and my book? Thank you. Indeed. Uh, several things here. The... Um, Teaching in the book are going to take, uh, they're going to change drastically. Uh, the teaching in the books that you're doing right now is helping you counsel yourself through a very difficult time. In terms of going through this dark time, I think every Shamba across the world has tremendous compassion and empathy. And I think if we were to take an assessment of the answers that all of you are coming up with right now, two things become very, very clear. One, breathe. It is 
it seems so simple, and I know some of you want something more complex, but truly, breathing helps to create a flow of energy, it helps to clear out some of these blockages, helps to put you back in your body, and it gets you out of your mind. The second thing to understand that this process that you are going through, the dark night of the soul, the time when your guides from the past leave you, the times when you totally change direction in your life path, it is difficult, it is challenging, but it is actually a natural process. The human aspect of you screams out and wonders what's going to happen to it, screams out to you like a young child uh, being demanding and angry with a parent. Who's going to feed me? What am I, job am I going to do? How will I protect myself and survive? But at a higher level, the level of trust in your soul self, it works out. It truly works out. The less you resist this process, unless you are in fear, the more you're going to see it as an absolute joy and a celebration. Why do you think so many angels who have never been to earth before are trying to get in? Sometimes you could say it is like going to the, uh, uh, like on a roller coaster ride at the carnival. It can scare you, can um, bring you to your core, but it is an incredible process. Don't resist it. Don't try to patch it up. And I'm going to add on to that and uh, may be in a bit of uh, conflict with um, what some of you think, but the psychiatric drugs that are out there, are it is not appropriate. And I know some of you are tempted to take them. Some of you think that it's going to help you, but what you're doing is running from a natural process of transformation from a human being into the divine human being. What if the caterpillar well, it started to go into the cocoon. It started to take drugs to keep it from going in. Now it was stuck some way halfway between being the caterpillar and emerging as a butterfly. And it put an artificial barrier between itself and a very beautiful process. It said, I have to take this um, drug because look at what's happening to me. My body is changing. I'm turning to mush. I'm... I'm enveloping myself in this cocoon, and it took, it took a drug. It's just going to pervert and distort the process. So, dear Shambhara, I highly encourage you, and I'm talking to Shambhara here, I'm not talking to the rest of the world, but to understand the breath is far more potent than any pill. The taking time to love yourself can balance you and bring your new energy into balance and resolution far more than techniques and pills. Can you not trust yourself? Thank you. Tobias, it's been a kind of a crazy last couple of months, um, gone from basically wanting to leave to feeling, feel like I've turned a corner and once again feel like I finally would like to live life again. And I would just like an update from you. Hmm. How am I doing? And if you have any words of wisdom. And then I have a second question for Sandra. Two? For Sandra. Hmm. Yes, uh, I'm going to uh, summarize it very quickly here. And, of course, we, we talk a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, you talk a lot, and I listen a lot. Um, and, but, and I've tried to get it through to you lately, and so I'll say it here out loud. Um, it's time for your 
searching to stop. You, um, you are addicted to seeking, searching, looking everywhere else. And it is almost like the, um, the Mad Hatter in House in Wonderland. And you, you insist that somewhere out there lies this um, magical answer in the pot of gold. And, but when you try to remain quiet with yourself, and you try to cease all of the outer activity, it brings up, it brings up a deep fear. It brings up um, a tremendous amount of anxiety. And you find yourself then having to run once again, seeking for the answers somewhere else. It's a very common situation. So we're not singling you out. Shambhara in general has gone through this. When you can make the choice that you're no longer going to seek, but you're going to let all answers come to you, when you can remain in one place without creating the setups that throw you out of that place, that push you somewhere else, you're going to find that the answer, the answer that you've been long awaiting is going to come running to you instead of you go running to it. So let's not try to chart what's going to happen in your day-to-day -day path here over these next few months, let's just say that it's time to stop the searching. Next question. Thank you. Um, just briefly, Sandra and myself are both having a very intense aching and pain in our knees. Oh, just recently within the last month, can you please tell us about that? I think we just talked about the very reason when you're running, searching, you're always on the move, your knees are going to hurt. They're trying to tell you to stop. Dear Tobias, can you please tell us about the energy of fear? It's played a major role in my present life up to now because I feel my consciousness has changed in a way that I'm able to feel the fear energy stored in my body as just energy. However, I also feel that somehow an ego part or aspect is attached to the energy and fears to be released. I'd like to learn about this and how to release it the easy way. Indeed. Let's begin again with uh, breathing is the easy way to release it. But that being said, as you start breathing, I'm talking about truly conscious breathing, a few minutes a day, what happens when you start breathing? It loosens up the fear that is stored in your physical and ethereal bodies. So we've seen so many Shambhu who, who begin this breathing, begin bringing life back into their life. And the fear comes up, the darkness comes up. It's been loosened up now. What do you do? You just breathe. You're aware that the fear is there. You can feel the darkness and sometimes your aspects coming in. You stay in that center point. You stay in that safe space and you keep breathing. Fear is an interesting energy. Fear is used often by uh, humans as a way to make them feel alive, because it is a very uh, dynamic energy. So they bring fear into their life for whatever reason, fear and drama. And it makes them feel alive. They remember that, that they're here. It gets them out of their mind for a little while, believe it or not. But then fear is a very interesting energy. It's very addictive, and it will keep coming around until you no longer are focused on until you can breathe through it and understand you don't need that drama. That's all fear is, is drama. You don't need it in your life. 
some of you have an interesting reaction to that. What am I going to do without fear? I'm going to be totally empty. I'm not going to have anything. How will I know what the guideposts are? How will I know whether I'm even here without some of these uh, perverse energies? But perhaps, just perhaps, you're ready for a different consciousness in your life that doesn't need fear to remind you that you're alive, doesn't need drama to get you out of bed in the morning, that doesn't need all of these distortions to make you feel real and alive. So, breathing through the fear, greatest thing. Don't try to block it out. Don't try to play mental games with it. It's what we were talking about earlier in the shout. So many of you will try to tell yourself, you know, these uh, little psychological catchphrases, these cliches. That is a mental game. And as you know, the fear only gets stronger. We'll come back next time bigger and badder than before. Feel into that energy of fear. You know, within fear, on the other side of it is always a pearl of consciousness. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. Um, in about two weeks' time, my husband and I are going to find ourselves on an airplane heading towards Eastern Europe. Um, he has a new customer uh, that is in Brno, Czech Republic. And all of a sudden, we've just decided out of the blue to go visit. <laughs> and um, we're also going to be going to Vienna and Prague. And when we were trying to think of other places to go, he looked at the map, and he automatically knew that he had to go visit Budapest hmm. and Auschwitz. And um, I'm feeling that he has a, some, a past life that he needs to maybe uh, connect with in those places. And so I'd like to know a little bit more about that. And also, I'm trying to decide, and I know I will actually make the decision in that now moment, but I'm trying to decide whether I would, whether I want to go to Auschwitz or not and experience those energies. Because I, like most Chambra, I'm very empathic, and I feel a lot of things. And so it's like, well, do I need to put myself in that situation? And another part of me is thinking that um, perhaps I'm there to deliver new energy to that area. And so I'd like a little bit more insight into this trip, please. Thank the, you. These areas of Europe are waking up very, very fast. In a showed uh, not so long ago, we talked about... Uh, the triangle that goes from the lands of Norway all the way down through through parts of Israel, over through Romania and Hungary and some of these Eastern European countries. There was a suppression of energy for such a long period of time that was held back, and now it is bursting forth. It is coming alive very, very quickly. What is happening here also is it's the land itself is calling back uh, some of the energies that are buried there or still traumatized there. Part of the land, the people's awakening process, is the is the um, I would say forgiveness or releasing of some of these energies. 
That's why many of you have felt um, a connection to going back there. It is past life. Some of you are buried in the ground there and screaming to be released. Now, you don't need to physically go there, but when you do, it's, um, how do you say, it provides such a rich experience. You can release yourself from, from the past lives that are buried there. Even right now, you don't have to hop on those miserable airplanes to go there. So you are being called there for a variety of reasons, aspects that want to be released, not processed or counseled, but released, let go from the ground. You're also going there because of this uh, rapid awakening process that is taking place there. You're feeling that energy when we go to places like Romania and Hungary and some of the other European countries. It is, it is exciting because of the, the rapid awakening. Now, I don't want to spoil your adventure for you, but uh, there's going to be some, some uh, meetings of, of your past uh, for both of you. Uh, there's going to be some uh, new potentials. Now, you can feel that coming up there. There's going to be some opportunities that come up. Part of you, the human you, is, can feel that coming up and are a bit fearful of it because it's going to involve having to make some fairly major choices in your life. But that happens when you release the past, when you give it freedom and allow it to get out from six feet under, reintegrate back into this now. It opens up new doorways for you, tremendous new choices. Uh, so the next time you're in front of this group, you're going to be asking about the major choices in your life. Thank you. That's, that's okay. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Tobias. Um, about three nights ago, I had either a waking dream or a waking vision, and I'm standing exactly where I was at in the vision. <laughs> and um, I didn't understand exactly what was happening. Uh, I was very angry, and I came before you, and I said, how could you possibly know who I am without walking my footsteps? Then I turned around, and you said to me, that I was on the verge of being able to walk between two worlds. Mm. And you told me to put my hands out in front of me like this. Mm. When I did, kind of like a smoke or spirit or, or, or um, fog came up and was forming. The next thing I know, the whole thing was scrambled, like I wasn't able to hang on to it. Mm. I come before you now to have more understanding of what it was. I was seeing whether probably myself talking to me. <laughs> so, anyway... Well, you give a very accurate description, and um, I mean, it's very succinct. Your, your mind is questioning it, but literally all of you are learning to walk between the worlds. And you're learning that this, what was once a very thick veil or, or wall, actually, is nothing more than a mist or a smoke. There is a hesitation uh, to to cross this line because some of you think you're going to die in the physical body if you do. And most of you won't. Uh, when you... When you <laughs> well, and I say that, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but when you, when you really let go and allow yourself to walk between the worlds, and uh, the, the many, many worlds, you allow yourself to become interdimensional, as we're going to be doing with some of our group uh, uh, in a few weeks. There is sometimes a tendency to feel the relief or the letting go of some of the physical 
hardships. And uh, a few will decide not to, not in Wisconsin, but a few <laughs> will decide Thank not you. to go back Thank into their you. physical body. <laughs> so uh, we do lose a few that way, but um, it's, um, you make a bigger deal out of it than we do. So I'm going to encourage you, you, you hit a, a bit of a block there. Uh, you, you are ready to, to do this interdimensional, as you call it, walking between the worlds. One thing that you have to leave behind is the mind, and most humans are will be reluctant to do that. Uh, you have to let go of the mind trying to control it, because once you leave that dimension you're in right now, it, uh, it is not mind-oriented, and it, it is based on trust uh, and based on intuition. So you had an experience of getting so very close to breaking through your own veil, breaking through... Uh, your own limitations, and it may be a little while before they, that window opens for you again, but um, uh, go for the experience. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You have a choice. We're running late, so either one question. There is no time. One oh, I thought question, we said that earlier today. One question We're, or four quickies? Uh, Four, but we don't do quickies. We um, we would say four questions would be wonderful. Okay, thank you. See, now time is such a trap, and you think you have to go off and do this and do that, and the first thing the awakening human does is learn that time is an illusion. Let go of it. Had that discussion with with uh, Kodra first. What? Thank you. Okay, go ahead. I have a question for um, you and actually for other, shall we call them visionary leaders, uh, cultural custodians, creative um, individuals who have created groups uh, like our nonprofit, the Love Foundation, which we created and started back in 2000. We're now also, you know, now over eight years. What I've been curious about, like Crimson Circle, where we are having a global reach, where we're touching people and 150 countries. Is there a potential for the groups to begin to collaborate together? Mm. And are there some, perhaps some hints in this new energy of how we as, again, visionary leaders that are in charge of or overseeing larger groups to be able to collaborate group to group and not just within our own circles so that we can actually expand this radiance? Indeed. And we are beginning to see more and more of that. Uh, in the past, um, oh, five or six decades in particular, uh, we were aware that there was so much ego tied up in spiritual groups. By the way, spirituality has a wonderful, wonderful way of, of uh, the ego takes over the spirituality. And uh, spirituality is such an uh, open uh, and, and such a strong energy. And ego, if you would use that word, um, the human limitation loves to take over spirituality. That's why you saw so many groups start out with good intent and purpose, but then that human condition got in there and said, well, we've got an energy that's even stronger than fear, stronger than darkness, stronger than even love. So we're going to use that energy. And now, now it got uh, distorted by the human condition. We're delighted to say that... Uh, we're seeing more and more 
truly, I don't want to use the word, new consciousness groups that, that are learning that collaboration, cooperation, and working together, not just for saving the planet, but just for their own joy, their own learning together. We're beginning to see more channelers, more projects like, uh, like this uh, film that are, are a compatible energy, a, a, a cooperation energy. So we highly encourage it. It is, it is, in the past it was easy for groups to, to become isolated, to go off and uh, say that uh, they were not going to participate in this world. We're saying to Shambra, live every moment, participate fully, uh, understand where you have come from, but have compassion and acceptance for all other people and groups. So now some of the values within the groups are going to be a little bit different, but that is actually a brilliant point where the groups can look at at why the values are different, how they were shaped in order to, to serve the purpose of those in the group and their higher purpose for working with humans right now. There's not a single group on earth that can possibly handle all of the needs and the requests that are coming from both the awakening humans and the humans who are choosing not to go through awakening. So we feel it's very important for them to work together. Thank you. Excellent question. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi, Tobias. Uh, I did a dream walk about a little more than a year ago, and I still don't have a memory of it. Hmm. So I'm kind of feeling like I didn't do one. Um, I wanted to do my father, but first thing in the class said no suicide. So is there any light you can shed on my uh, dream walk? Indeed, and especially dealing with uh, suicides and, and difficult cases, you're dealing in such a, a different consciousness and dimension when you're escorting others in, in the other realms. It's, uh, I'm not surprised that you say you have little or no remembrance. It is actually still there, uh, but part of you doesn't want to connect with it, and part of it happened in such a different frequency or realm. Uh, the uh, the dreamwalk was uh, was terminated along the way. Uh, it did not go to the bridge of flowers. There was a, a intercession along the way by some of the angelic beings who work on the other levels because of some of the um, oh some of the energies behind it that uh, they, I'm trying to think how to say this. They didn't want it to affect you mentally. There was that potential. Um, the important thing is that you're back here. The important thing is that is that um, you're doing what you're doing. So we, we are going to ask you to let this go for the time being. So I do another dream walk? Or? Uh, another dream walk would be fine. It would actually be, uh, uh, we see one coming up in not too distant future. It would be so easy compared to what you went through before. But... Mm-hmm. You have a natural ability in a dream walk, a very steady, um, a very calm type of um, energy. So you're a natural dream walker. You got into a very, very difficult one before, as you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Tobias. Mm. It's Good pretty. Day. It's pretty eerie meeting you finally. It's <laughs> like uh, never thought this day would ever happen. <laughs> uh, to answer my question, um, 
I consider myself a creative person and all that. I mean, I'm sort of artistical. I mean, I've got an interest in acting and theatre and that sort of stuff. Although I haven't really gotten into the theatre part of things. I mean, it's sort of a desire and all that. But, uh, yeah, upon coming to America, um, yeah, I've sold up a lot of my uh, mediums and, like, the computer and all that. I mean, I work a lot with the computer for my artistic reasons and all that. I, I kind of noticed, though, before, I never really had uh, gotten really deeply into my creative things, and uh, I sort of just used it as, I sort of procrastinate and things in my mind, like, I have these ideas, right, and they, uh, they, they don't exactly happen, they're very good ideas, I think, at the mm. time. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Let, let, let's stop there. Yeah. Let's stop there for a moment. They, there's a, they, they do happen. Now, where they happen is a different story. The creative energy, anytime you're allowing creative energy flow, you are creating somewhere. It could be in another realm. Uh, it could be in another, um, what you would call a galaxy. Uh, uh, it could be a half step away from you in a different realm. But creative energy never, ever, ever goes to waste. Um, you may not be manifesting it here on Earth right now for a variety of reasons. Some of you build the models and, and do your um, beta testing in the other realms and until you're ready to bring it into this realm. So actually, um, you're, you're very active in some of these other realms and sometimes uh, your energy is just all over the place. And there's another dynamic here. There were some, some things in your past, uh, not from your current family background, but in, in your past, where you were trained that, uh, the, that creativity was for the frivolous uh, and sometimes rich, but it was a lazy person's activity, that you were supposed to work with your, with your muscles and your mind, uh, anything else was a waste of time. So you brought that forward, and now as the creative expression in you is trying to come out, there's that old or old aspects actually, kind of like a gang aspect, uh, trying to tell you that you're you're lazy and you're worthless. You you hear these words all the time from yourself, that you're lazy and worthless if you're not doing something practical. So one of the I'd say challenges that you've given yourself is, can you go beyond that? Can can you understand that the creative energy? is the, one of the most brilliant. It is the creator energy. Muscle and mind are simply ways of manifesting the, uh, the creative energy. Can you give yourself the gift of being so highly, highly creative uh, that you can manifest some of these things on this level rather than just the others? I hope so. Mm. Well, one of your challenges that in, in a time past, um, and not that you have to follow some karmic path, but uh, you were um, a scientist uh, slash inventor. And, uh, you know, again, this training that you had to work with muscle and mind, uh, you had many grand ideas, but there was a reluctance to bring them here. You had a few failures, and you've been beating up on yourself ever since. Can you imagine the freedom that you would have if you unleashed your creative energies? 
here. Nothing famous. That was Nothing your last famous. question. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, thank you. Thank you. Last question. I know time isn't of a consideration. I do have a folder full if you'd like me to read more. <laughs> We've already read them. We've already answered them. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. Mm. Uh, my question has to do with my youngest daughter. Yes. And she's involved in a legal thing, and I was wondering if there's a new energy answer because I've been to lawyers and there's a judge that is not very desirable, mm. and she it will make everybody you know, pay the price. Indeed. Well, I'm going to ask you a question back. What's the uh, one word to describe the energy? Stand behind a short wall with me for a minute here. What's the one word to describe the energy of all of this? Just one. <laughs> one word. What's going on here? You're an enlightened being. You you get caught in it, but what's going on? We'll give you a hint. It starts with a D. Drama. Indeed, drama, drama, drama. You know, it is amazing. It is amazing. Maybe a movie after next. I'm going to do a movie about drama. I'm addicted now, gentlemen. You've got me into this. The... Um, Drama. You know, in spite of humans screaming and complaining about it, if you stand behind the short wall, why are they choosing it? Why are they doing it? What is your daughter doing with this? It's drama. Now, I know that sounds cold and perhaps heartless, but we're trying to be realistic here. There's a reason that she's trying to create the drama. Why do people create drama? <laughs> so they know they're alive? Indeed, so they know they're alive. And what's the byproduct of drama that they get? I'll give you a hint. Attention from others. Because they can't love themselves. They create a drama that makes them feel alive. They suck in energy from people around them who love them and will give them attention and get in there with them so they don't have to love themselves. And now you have a wonderful, wonderful creation going on. Well, they scream about it and they kick about it and they suck you into it. What if you went home, met with your daughter and applauded her? Applauded her for creating such a wonderful drama in her life. Well, first she would be highly annoyed with you. <laughs> but what if you said, what a brilliant creation you have going on there. Are you ready for it to end? Do you want it to stop? Because it's going to stop for me. I can't take part in this anymore. It's not. It is not what we would call high consciousness creation. It's creation, but it's not going to go anywhere other than more drama and more drama and more drama. You see... I'm not picking on you or your daughter. Humans create events in their lives for a reason. Uh, nobody's picking on her. We can't say it's some dark entity from the other side, although humans sure like to blame that. 
In this case, it's pure drama. She needs attention desperately. So, we're going to ask you on, first of all, to go applaud her, literally. Okay. Then, on September 20th, ask her if she wants to go to this house of awakening. Ask her if she wants to go learn how to create in a little bit different way, how to start waking up and becoming aware that she is creating all of these events in her life. She has to take responsibility for herself. Forget about the legal battle. Forget about worrying about the outcome. That's all drama. It's going to work out. I already can tell you that it's going to work out. I'll tell you that. She won't believe it right now, but I'll tell you that. Not by some magical uh, wave of a wand, not by intervention from, from any of us on this side, but it's going to work out. So I want you to start taking a look now in your own life of why you're brought in time and time and time again into other people's drama. You have very little of it yourself, you see. But you're constantly brought into others. Why is that? Why do you go there? And I'll give you a hint. Three words. None. Three letters. None. N-U-N. N-U-N. Mother, take care of the world. Sister, compassion. Long, long line of training, taking care of others. You got caught in it. You're naturally attracted to, to the drama now. And you feel it's your way to heaven, your way to find yourself. It's going to be a big step for you, huge step for you. But it's time to let go of that, dear sister. Thank you. Thank you. Remember that chambre. Remember, a nail in your tire. <laughs> Something about building in this next 30 days, a reminder that you've helped to construct this house of awakening, grand opening. You had a pre-opening today, but grand opening, September 19th, and the website. And so it is. And so it is.